0: Afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey Fetch, hey Fetch.
1: Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey Fetch, did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you
0: can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Guy live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect.
1: You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's
0: a, like a sign of, of political incorrectness. Etan, hey, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow?
2: I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now, coming
1: to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host,
2: The Fetch.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you very much for that, Mary. From Amman, Jordan, this is indeed The Fetch. And you are listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. And a good Thursday afternoon to early evening to all of you listening in the United States and Canada. And a good late evening to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones. And of course, wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. You know, it's been quite a scorcher here in Amman today as temperatures hit the century mark, depending on where you were at in Amman, daytime highs were either 100 to 101 degrees. The current temperature is 79 degrees at just after 1 o'clock a.m. But as most of you already know, housing construction methods turn these hollow block type buildings into semi ovens, at least if you are like me at the top side of the building where I'm at. <clears throat> so consequently, the temperatures here in the studio are a toasty. 90 degrees. It's kind of hot, man. And as there's very little to no wind this evening, we are not expecting the temperature to fall much further, at least inside the house here. So it's been really hot, quite frankly, the house anyways. And I've been kind of camped out in front of a swamp cooler all day. And the fan that I had just blowing here I actually turned off because I could hear it in through the headphones. So I thought if I can hear it through the headphones, you could probably hear it out equally. So it's going to be quite a sweaty show for me today. I was talking to Andy, Andy Andrew Carrington Hitchcock. We you know, we we did a show that's going to go out tomorrow. <clears throat> and he he joked, he said, "Yeah, this is the time of year we start doing shows shirtless." And I said, "Yeah, that's pretty much how it works, guys. I'm not doing any YouTube channels. I'm just trying to stay cool, man. Got my bathing trunks on and uh that's about it." And uh I don't ever wear shoes, by the way. I hate wearing sandals. Girls always complain to me, wear your sandals. I'm like, nah, I'm from LA, man. I'm from I'm a beach guy. Wearing sandals is like sacrilegious. So I said, just keep your house clean and I won't notice that the the everything is dusty, you know. So anyways, it's been really hot, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Good Thursday, everybody. Uh you know, it's been a strange day for me, honestly. Lazy day. Did actually not so lazy. Got some work done. And then, uh, starting around four o'clock, four, yeah, four o'clock, I made the mistake of starting to have, you know, some argila and then drinking. And that went on till about 10 o'clock tonight wow so it's kind of you know i'm like okay fine so i first few hours were spent in front of the cooler and then i went outside because there are a lot of ladies started to show up at the house so i retreated out to the balcony it was still kind of hot out there 80 85 back then when i was out and i was drinking too much and so <clears throat> my voice sounds a little scratchy man not sure i came in about 11 o'clock had a nap woke up about twelve fifteen in the morning here and then here i am Ready to do a live show now the reason why I guess I could get away with that because we have kind of a guest pack show today. We have Woody from down south uh, along the gulf coast now woody's a in fact we're going to bring in, be bringing woody on here in about a minute or so woody used to is a, a longtime supporter of the show he's a he's a former i think former UPI which is a united press international um, what do you call that uh, freelance reporter investigative reporter. And he's been all over, of course, for years now, what's been going on in the Trump campaign, uh, the attempted coup d'etat here in the United States. And so in order to understand what has been transpiring in America, especially with this Mueller probe closing today officially and, and Mueller riding off into the sunset, what I thought we would do is bring Woody on to kind of give even me an overview of everything that really is transpiring politically in the United States. This is kind of a really important issue. We've got President Trump on his way soon to meet with the Queen. He was, of course, over in Japan recently, uh, I think last week. So what's really happening, everybody, is we have a situation where uh, something seems to be happening once again. I mean, we don't know what the heck it is, right? But things do seem to be happening, and we are internally, at least in the United States, there is a lot of, if you haven't been paying attention, there's a lot of uh, infighting within the political branches, especially within the left, the Soros, the the Talmudic Jews really seem to be battling the, uh, what do you call that, the... Oh, what do you call those guys? The uh, Likudnik Jews. And of course, it's not really any better for either one of us, no matter which which road you go down. But it is what it is, right? So uh, we're going to bring in Lon now. Let's see if I can just add this to the call here. I've got, by the way, everybody, last week, this week, let me see if I can click that one. Where'd you go? Where'd you go, Woody? Uh, where did you go? There you are. There it, and now I think I can add Woody. Uh, (laughs) there it should be, should be starting to ring now. And, uh, what was I saying? I don't even remember what I was saying, but basically guys, uh, Woody, are you, have you joined the call here, man?
1: Do you hear me at all?
0: Uh, that's a little bit better. Try to get a little bit brighter on the mic. It might be a little bit better.
1: Okay, hang on. Let me, let me see what's happened here.
0: Yeah, just get closer to the mic might be. A yeah, I've
1: got it right in front of my mouth now, and if it's not okay. good enough, I need to turn it up. So Skype, we love it. It's
0: Skype, everybody. Thanks. This is Woody, everybody. Again, former freelance uh, UPI investigative reporter, and again, he's been really all over what's going on with the Mueller probe. Uh, he hails really... Throughout uh, the East Coast, but mainly down south right now, woody first of all how is it how are you doing how's the weather down and where you're at along the Gulf Coast
1: Well Dennis it's a balmy eighty eight degrees uh, winds good winds a little bit, probably about five to ten out of the west and uh, it's not too bad at least I've got a little AC cooking. But that's about it for me here. I just got in from the pool. <laughs> that helped. But the pool you know, was I just got ninety off. degrees.
0: <laughs> I just got off the freaking bed, man. I was I you know, I was I, I after about four drinks and that heat, I was out. And I'm like, I, I just went and laid down. The girls are laughing at me. And uh everybody Woody's a longtime supporter of the of the show, by the way. And uh we wanna just thank him for his time to come in today. Woody, you know, we've got the The Mueller probe. We want to talk about the Mueller probe today and the fact that Mueller is now closed down the investigation officially today. He's officially closed everything, retired and riding off into the sunset. Can you give us a quick overview, really, about what has been transpiring now for the past two, two and a half years? And what many people are calling a coup d'etat, attempted coup d'etat, sedition, many different uh, definitions are being bandied out about there. What exactly has been happening for those who are not necessarily American, international and trying to get a feel, even Americans trying to get a feel for what is important over the next few weeks now?
1: Okay. But first, let me um... – before everybody should know, we, we sort of discussed a little bit this privately before I came on, and we're discussing several things. And one of the things we talked about was uh, when Mueller gave his uh, his speech yesterday, when, which if you want to call it that, when he was reading some script that somebody looked like they presented in front of him, um, he mentioned later that he couldn't indict Trump because there's a memo that says you can not indict a sitting president. And he referenced a 1973 memo from the DOJ uh, that said said that, which was during the Richard, Richard Nixon impeachment proceedings. Uh, Mueller wasn't forthcoming really on the facts. Turns out there is a later memo that was from Ken Starr when he was try- We was looking into impeachment of uh, Clinton, of Bill mm-hmm. Clinton turns out the Bill star, which a later memo, said that memo – evidently, their sources said, no, that memo is wrong. We can indict a sitting president. So if you want to take the latest memo, Mueller again was not forthcoming on all the facts, which is, seems to be his style.
0: Now, for, for a lot of us who have been watching this play out, a lot of us, as you know, and we've discussed this privately – you know, a lot of us have become very frustrated. Even those in the Patriot community have become very frustrated with Trump. We feel that he has done very little for the nationalist cause. Yeah, they talk a lot about the economy is booming, et cetera, et cetera. But the economy is not the issue here. The issue has always been about freedom of speech, freedom to protect our rights under the Constitution. And under these regards, Trump has been uh really kind of a failure, uh, uh, economy aside assuming the economy is really doing as well as they claim yeah. but you're you're putting forward a position that yeah much of this might be true however trump we need to give this guy a little bit more leeway and can you explain a little bit why you think that might be so
1: well what other choice do we have i would put it this way i practice martial arts and one of them was in front one of them was uh several years ago i did jeet kundo and uh Bruce Lee famously said in, a, in an interview one time, be like water, my friend, and I thought about that today. And what, I, what he really refers to, and water and electricity, if you're familiar with it, they compare the two. Water flows, electricity flows, and they both have the same type of habits. And what that is, the major one is they both go to the path of least resistance, So therefore, we have got two choices before us right now. We have Trump and whoever the Democrats put before us. We already know the candidates that are going to face us coming forward out of the Democratic Party, which most likely be Joe Biden if he survives. You know, he's had several brain operations that people don't talk about. That he was, he probably should not even be allowed to run. If people remember when, uh, Perdot ran, he had a vice president who was ex military. They found out once went to a psychologist for some treatment and that disqualified him according to the powers that be from holding office. But yeah. so Trump is our least, is our least resistance path. We will get nowhere with the Democrats. We may not get anywhere with Trump, but at least we'll still be standing. Because my position is if they take over, the socialists and the communists come in through the Democrats, it's over.
0: Now, when you look at what's been going on for a couple of years, you know, you've got the Hillary Clinton um, email scandal, you know, 30,000 emails, clear crime. Uh, none of us would be able to use a government, you know, our own private servers for government business, hide it. We've seen so much evidence of criminality out there. And yet to this date, we have not seen one single real arrest of a Clintonista, somebody from the Clinton Democratic side. We've only seen the Department of Justice really go after a Republican slash Trump people. What's the read you're getting on what is happening here?
1: Well, the read I'm getting is is that the DOJ currently and to this date has not indicted anyone out of that cabal. They have only indicted people, let's just say, on the Republican-Trump side. And there have been egregious examples of who they have let off on the Clinton side. First of all, I'm sure most of your listeners remember the Awan brothers. Mm -hmm. The Awan brothers were in charge of a lot of computer stuff along with using Debbie Wasserman Schultz. They also worked for several other congressmen handling all their Mm -hmm. computer stuff. They were found – the indictments against the Awan, Awan brothers were pretty extreme. Let me see if I can get down to my – hang on here a second. And so the Iwan brothers uh, were just uh, – you know, let me see if I can read it. It's uh, Debbie Washman Schultz and dozens of other Democrats for allegations of cybersecurity cyber breaches, theft, and potential espionage. As part of a plea agreement on one count of unrelated bank fraud, they were let go. They would served no jail time. And then we have James Wolfe. James Wolfe was an SSCI security director. He was the gentleman, your audience may recall, that uh, was found leaking information to his young reporter girlfriend, paramour. James Wolf leaked classified info to this young lady. James Wolfe also escaped anything. He got a small slap on the wrist and was let go for basically for doing leaking highly classified information. Then we have uh, Greg Craig, who was part of the Obama administration. He had numerous FARA, F-A-R-A, violations, which is Foreign Agents Registration Act, which I think you might remember is what they nailed Flynn on. Uh, he didn't disclose, as many people have been charged with this, did not disclose. And Mr. Craig was let go also. Then we get to the major guy. Andrew McCabe, Andrew McCabe was fired for disclosing sensitive information to media outlets as from the through his FBI employment. Andrew McCabe to this day has not been charged at all. And it's been a year. There is one source that ties all of these non prosecutions together, and that is the person in charge of bringing charges in Washington, D.C., a government employee by the name of Jessica Liu.
0: Yeah, Liu. Telling. Yeah, Chinese it's, lady. Ch- yeah,
1: yeah you, you tell me the name. You know the Chinese. <laughs> it's L-I-U. <laughs> L- I- <U. laughs> L- U. Yeah, so Ms. Liu has, uh, did not decline to bring these charges or to really enforce the charges on any of these people from the Democratic side.
0: And aren't, our- we learn- aren't we learning now that part of the problem we have now with this deep state game that we've seen <laughs> play out now for the past couple years is that – Not only has she not brought charges, but she's actually done her best to make sure that those charges that she did bring were sweetheart deals to keep people out of court, keep them out of cross-examinations. And at the same time, she's done her best to see the statute of limitations passed. And therefore, we, the American people, are being robbed of justice simply because she has not done her job and actually pursued anything, and that includes ongoing investigations
1: yes the greg craig was let go because she extended she let the 18 months pass for the statute of limitations currently she should be investigating andrew mccabe uh there's every reason to believe that she has not even started an investigation that has to do with uh, jim jordan and the other congressman, I forget his name right now, or sen- uh, the senator on the other side, that wrote a letter to Barr asking him to update them uh, on where this stood because they can't get any information of where they stand on the investigation. Uh, Miss Liu evidently talked to Mister Barr. She was about to be promoted to a to a position where she could have done a lot more damage. And uh, that didn't happen after the conversation with Barr. The is intimidation is, is that she did not even start the investigation. There was nothing to report. So that's why N.K. And, is running around having a good time trying to sell books.
0: Now, we've maintained all along that there are white hats and, of course, there are the dark hats. And it's not like we're just going to give up the country overnight and just – you know, just throw our hands up in the air. We don't believe that that's happening and that there are people working behind the scenes to help try to save what is left of the American Republic. But here we have a, a clear case of a single person standing in line, standing not in line, but standing in the way to prevent Really, justice being served out in this attempted coup d'etat against the United States, and we don't even really know where she came from. who put her there
1: this is this is this Dennis is the real question who recommended to President Trump to place her in washington d c to be to have her position where she's in charge of bringing all these indictments because she hasn't brought any. She now has a position, uh, where she's going to be also, uh, it's a position that everybody is appointed, has to be, gets appointed, uh, and has to be cleared. Uh, by the doj if they want to have them so bar but mrs but because of miss lou's way that she holds this position that she currently holds in washington uh he's unable to do that she's automatically on this little circle of attorneys in the doj and so he cannot take her off She's there. We don't know who put who. Where that information is being asked for now, after this last information that Andrew McCabe is apparently not being investigated for. For um, Andrew McCabe's has done a lot of damage to the FBI's reputation, and he had he he was talking to the press and leaking. That it's it's the head of the FBI. You can't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you've uncovered a, a new classification that none of us had heard of, and it's known as SES. So we're learning that there's a new type of appointment. It's been around actually since the late 70s. It's just not ballyhooed about. It's not talked about. What exactly is this SES type of uh, appointment?
1: It is you're appointed for life, evidently. And uh, where, where is my SES thing? Because it, it is very complicated. Uh, Jeff Sessions was SES. Uh, several top officials. Basically, they're people that are picked to go and be an SES employee or representative under all the major departments of the government and elsewhere. And now, are the
0: advisory positions above the above these different this, departments?
1: advisory or they can't seem to be able to weld their power to block or instigate things And they seem uh, during the Obama administration I read last night that's two he before he left he was appointing SES people left and right to put them into the positions uh, in, in the government. And those people are there, and those seem to be the ones blocking all of Trump's things to get out. An example probably of SES interference is Trump ordered uh, Brennan's security clearance to be lifted. to this date, that has not been done. So someone is stopping that from happening in the lower levels.
0: Uh, Woody, we are going into a break now. would you like to ha- I'd like to hang out if you can't through the break we got a f- obviously a couple more issues we want to talk about this before we move on to the show. Can you hold on through the break?
1: Oh yeah, we got to get to bucket five. <laughs>
0: got to get to bucket five man. <laughs> <laughs> All right yeah. everybody it's Bench with uh, former former UPI investigative reporter, freelancer Woody from down south filling us in on what just is going on right now inside of the United States government and the deep State war on the American government. Back with more right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's The Fetch. Trying to get that scratchiness out of my throat, man. I just went and grabbed some sunflower seeds. Actually, not sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds. You know, I figured the salt might help get some of that scratchiness out of the throat. It's a, it's a little bit better. I mean, but I only had one seed so far. I, I got corn nuts too, but corn nuts just ain't a cool thing to be eating while you're trying to do radio because you end up spitting all those corn nuts into your microphone. But the, the pumpkin seeds just, you know, just you know that salt woody. It's okay, you know, on your throat. <laughs> <laughs> but the corn nuts ain't gonna work, man. You know,
1: and they're crunchy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you'd be crunching along, <laughs>
1: spitting into the mic. That ought to
0: be some entertainment radio. Uh,
1: uh, let's go to the south.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Might as well get me some fried chicken. There there you go. go.
1: let's get some frog legs. You know,
0: I'll be like, you know, I'll be like, you know what's You know what really disgusted me one time? I was sitting in a, you guys, you know where I'm at. Of course, I'm on here, and I was at a hot, super hot summer night, you know, and you had some Saudi ladies and not all Saudi ladies are all that sophisticated, to be honest with you. So many are, but not all. And there was some Saudi ladies sitting at a Kentucky fried chicken across the street, you know, and I went in to get some Kentucky fried chicken. I didn't actually go in to get the chicken. I I just kind of was there, you know, and uh she, she, you know, the, the niqab, the thing that hides your face. Mm hmm. She was wiping her face with the niqab like you was a mask. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I didn't just see no that. Way. No, I didn't see that. I said, you didn't do that, did you, lady? Oh, uh, Oh, yeah. oh. oh. Know, One thing go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying sometimes people amaze you.
1: Oh, God, yes. He wouldn't so, like
0: anyways, me. back to with- <laughs> Everybody, this is Woody again. He's a former UPI freelancer. Hey, Dennis,
1: and- Dennis, okay, yes. I know. I just just correction. Um, well, I work for API. Oh, API. Right. yeah, Associated Press International. Uh, But, uh, but also for a lot of those, they're pretty much gone now, but everybody remembers Inside Edition and all those different ones for all the different networks. I work for several of those and, uh, and I've been doing my own stuff for quite some time, working sort of under the things and just dropping it on the internet where it needs to be dropped to certain, you know, places like Conservative Treehouse and, you know, which is where I would You know, people will not like their political position if you're not a Trump supporter, but also they are not GYs. And uh, so a lot of
0: people. They are, and they just keep everybody off the boards that is.
1: Yeah, they, they, and I've seen some people come in and try, but they don't last very long. I'm pretty sure they get banned, and I saw that. So I just don't, you don't bring it up. You know, but, for, but
0: for what a lot of people don't know Woody is the conservative treehouse is really one of those sites that is actually kind of like white hat deep state. Uh, a lot of people are using that in in the uh, elite news media Um to. It, it, in other words, it's a very influential site. People, I even see it sometimes on. Oh, I don't know. I, I can't even think of all the sites, but you know, zero hedges one. Uh,
1: Dan Boncino, yes. Dan Bon Gino, um the John Solomon, uh Sarah Carter, uh lots of the people that you see that are really exposing what's going on, uh, use that site uh to get there and then go talk to their contacts and to do of course they're gonna verify. So, you know, You've got in a reporter. You want two sources, you know, before you can go, pretty much. So they've got the the information from the treehouse, and don't really know where it came from in a lot of cases. But it it always checks out. But then they're going to go check it. And I mean, Sarah Carter and John Solomon came home to have FBI agents or whoever they were, men in a black car with black suits. I know the type. Uh, show up. Uh, as they get out of their car, each one at their different houses and come tell them that you're on the right track, just keep going and leave.
0: Mm. And, you know, we've talked also about, you know, Google and various search engines, make, making our jobs, and especially people like you who do a lot of research, it's difficult to get information nowadays, isn't it, when you do your online searches? It is extremely difficult.
1: <laughs> like I was, we were talking earlier about Bucket 5, and I said, well, here, let me just Google it and find you something for you, and I Googled Bucket 5, and I came up with, buy a bucket at Lowe's, buy this, buy that, all about yeah. buckets. But bucket I, just five. Bucket, I just put Bucket
0: 5 Mueller, and I just got back the S. Mueller Company since 1878. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: relevant. <laughs> well, Bucket 5 is a pretty big deal. It's been all yeah. over the news.
0: <laughs> yeah, so… Let's just go back real quick, because a lot of the issues we've had and we've discussed it a lot on the station on, on my show. And you're familiar. You know, we, we have a problem with our political leadership. And that includes Trump. Nobody's dodging that anymore. We we really thought Trump was going to do more than he would. And he seems to have thrown the nationalist side of Americans under the bus, so to speak. Uh, maybe somebody said the other day he was fanbagging us the whole time. What's your opinion? What are you reading? <laughs> you know, that's what, yeah, that's what they told me. They that's
1: me. That was me. <laughs> oh, that was you?
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> Stuck in that's, my head, you said, oh, that's a, that's a good term for
0: it. Well, there you go. It, it, I, I talk to so many people, you know. I know. Like, I know. I know.
1: It's not well, like I just get lore. on the air
0: and just yak a lot. I do actually do some research. Come I on. said,
1: he, "I think I actually said he effing sandbagged. <laughs> but Anyway, um, I want to go back to one thing I want people to understand about Jesse Liu. Yeah, uh, um, Jesse Liu was an appointment by Trump, This was, and she was appointed during the transition campaign when Trump was going, going in. There's always been rumors that there was a mole. In fact, it's even mentioned in some of the documents done by Mueller and everything that there was a mole in the Trump administration inside the White House. Well, this appears to confirm that. So evidently, this mole, somebody recommended this lady to Trump, and he put her into position. Nobody really knows. The only guesses are, since it was during the transition, that it was somebody from the transition team. There were two people involved with the transition team. One is Mike Pence. The other one is Chris Christie. Now, it could be somebody else. We do not know for sure. Nobody knows. I'm not saying it's them. I'm just saying that it happened during the transition team, and even people have su- su- maybe even suggested it was Jared. But it, Jared just doesn't make a lot of sense unless there's something else going on, which we're not going to yeah, go into. Jared is
0: like, what can we give Israel today? I mean, we haven't given Israel enough. Jared's <laughs> like a double agent, you know? He's like he's like
1: Netanyahu's double agent in the White House. It's like and you know it's ridiculous, kind uh, of. Oh, yeah. Okay, one thing. Let me and I want to get good so your audience knows about the SES. Okay, I'm going to read you their job description basically from the OPM.gov site. Members of the SES serve in the key positions just below the top presidential appointees. SES members are the major link between these appointees and the rest of the federal workforce. They operate and oversee nearly every government activity in approximately 75 federal agencies.
0: So essentially, you can control SES, you can control the flow of information down to every single department. At least those 75 departments. So you can control all these.
1: Stop and initiate orders.
0: Yeah, you can actually yeah keep an order from even getting through. Yeah. And you cannot manage 75 people. So unless you're like personally following up every single day, you wouldn't know if the SES guy was blocking you.
1: No, no, and, and like I said, Sessions was SES. There are a lot of people, if you go check them, they'll be SES. There used to be a list somewhere, but like I said, Obama did 200. But anyway, moving on, uh, just so they understand, the SES is a problem, and it was started long ago. In fact, I think it was done by Jimmy Carter. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Carter, the Civil Service, Civil Service Reform Act of 1978. So it's been around for a while. But uh, according to what I, my information I've gathered, um, Obama really exploded been, with some appoints. Like, like
0: a lot of things, it's been weaponized.
1: It's been weaponized,
0: like it's, a lot of yeah. It's been uh, weaponized. Yes. Uh, you know what we we're saying a lot is that we've had a coup d'état, attempted coup d'état. Yes. Sir. And we've had this this Jennifer Liu or Jenny Liu or whatever her name is blocking a lot of these. Uh, what do you call it, prosecutions and investigations. And everybody keeps saying, we just want to see people locked up. We want to see people, you know, in cuffs. And it's really impossible right now for Trump to actually order anybody to do anything under the current cloud that we are operating under. Is that your assessment?
1: That's my assessment. Also, it is uh, considered probably a very bad thing to do by anybody in legal department. Point people that you may listen to, because it it that would make him look like he is doing it for personal reasons. And so he, what everybody should understand is that he, and you better hope that Barr is, you know, and none of us really we're waiting on Barr. We don't know. We all know his background. Some of you may not know, but Barr was the guy that represented the FBI and got off the guys at Ruby Ridge. So anyway. Barr has been chosen to lead this through the DOJ. Trump is relying on him and has handed this off to him to be the head man. Trump cannot go out and order these things. If he does, he's pretty much committing political suicide because it will be used against him, and it just has never really been done except maybe one or two extreme cases. But don't expect it to happen. I I keep hearing it, and people keep saying Trump needs to do this, Trump needs to do that. You know, I wish he could. We all wish he could, and I think he wishes he could, but he can't. He really, really can't.
0: He would then look like he is actually colluding. You know, I don't know what the actual term would be, but he would actually appear then to be doing things that would make impeachment that much
1: easier, wouldn't it? Yes, it would because they will use every time they will use it against him they're already operating Mueller yesterday did his job and handed it off to him so uh which is what that was he he just basically he just uh, don't, you talk about it i can't even talk i don't want you to talk about that man I, I he just it just drives me nuts that somebody like him is walking around and not in jail but a lot of them but so anyway yes that's that's it he he, he really he really his hands are tied it's 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 it has to come through the DOJ. The DOJ he he is Barr's boss. He could direct Barr to do certain things. He may have we don't know, but he can't do it, and he can only ask Barr to do it and bring it forward. Barr's got some questions to answer his own self because uh, with this information, uh, this has come forward about why did the DOJ not start investigating Andrew McCabe? Why did Lucy? liu not you know follow not up
0: lucy. that's that's not lucy. I'm,
1: I'm sorry i keep saying lucy Liu, that actress she's a good martial artist uh jesse Lou and uh she she didn't do her job and bars talked to her and now we just don't know the date when this all happened uh for some of these things, and can, the, can it be reversed? And, and so people are now asking for the people at the top to go, go. hey, Mr. Barr, why did you not go forward with the prosecutions, and can you go back and now reopen these prosecutions? Uh, that is that is being waited on. This is pretty heavy stuff with looking at who this one lady is, and it's been the roadblock in all of this. It's been known for two or three of them, and now the Andrew McCabe one came forward, and that's pretty extreme. So uh, Andrew McCream is the deputy director of the FBI and was leaking like a sieve to the media to save his own butt. So uh, we'll see. You know, so we're in a we're in bad shape. But we're waiting for Bucket 5 to be released in this hopefully. Now, what, is, what,
0: exactly, like in? what exactly is this Bucket 5? Because you'll see headlines out there that Bucket 5 has Obama's intel chiefs panicking, something to that nature. What exactly is this Bucket 5 release, and when is it due out? I think it's actually overdue. But when is it due out, and what's the significance of this?
1: Well, overdue, all we know is that Trump has said that he is going to declassify a bunch of information, which is known as bucket five. And that bucket five includes – and I'm not going to read all the agencies that are involved after each one of these seven things I'm going to list because there's a lot of them. But let's just say it's either – it's pretty much the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA, the ODNI, the DOS, and the NSA. Some combined, not all of them. You know, Some are each. But one is he's going to release all versions – ...of the Carter Page FISA applications. Big deal. All of these are big deals. All of, the, all of Bruce Orr's 302s filled out by the FBI. All of Bruce Orr's emails and supportive documents and material provided by Bruce Orr to the FBI. All relevant documents pertaining to the supportive material within the FISA application. All intelligence documents that were presented to the Gang of Eight in 2016 that pertain to the FISA application used against U.S. Person Carter Page, including all exculpatory intelligence documents that may not have been presented to the FISA court. All unredacted text messages and email content between Lisa Page and Peter and Peter Strzok on all devices, the originating CIA EC or two-page electronic communication from former CIA director CIA director John Brennan to FBI director James Comey that started Operation Crossfire in July 2016. President Trump can prove the July 31st, 2016 crossfire, crossfire hurricane counterintelligence operation originated from a scheme within the intelligent operation, apparatus by expo- exposing the preceding CIA operation that created the originating electronic communication. Release and declassify all of the Comey memos that uh, steps to take a investigated steps taken by the FBI as an outcome of the operation coordinated by CIA Director John Brennan in early 2016. I can go on. It's quite long, but uh, Google bucket five and put zero hedge after it. You're looking for the title is no wonder Obama Intel chiefs panicking Trump to declassify bucket five Russiagate docs.
0: And isn't the purpose to this basically to show that the entire thing was just one giant concocted lie and that basically even Mueller today is just full of it. And he had absolutely no or yesterday he had no business even implying that there was possible collusion, possible criminal activity by the president because the whole thing has been a fraud the whole time.
1: Yeah, pretty much that's that's exactly what's going to happen. What they will find when these memos are released, everybody is, we're all hoping, we're pretty sure, I'd say the 90 to 99 percent, you know, sure, this is what's going to happen, is they use circular intelligence, which means that they would use the media and somebody would go out and dine a reporter or somebody you know and give them like an inside scoop you know that they were looking into fight uh carter page and he had been colluding with the russians and all that so a few days later a story would come out saying carter page is being suspected by the fbi of doing this and all this and you know he's been colluding with the russians the fbi would then take that include that in the application For the Pfizer?
0: You know know what all this reminds me of, just to cut it short? You know what it reminds me of, dude? It reminds me of how we used to sell supplements in the herbal supplement business. We would just create all of these, like, kind of just tests, and then we would just prove this, and then, oh, this is good for your health. Then take chondroitin sulfate, you know, something like that. It, It sounds like they're just using the same type of circular logic to try to get something to say that, yes, this is really good and we you should follow and do take this product. And it doesn't sound any different, man. It's like they're just using the same strategy and techniques.
1: Well, the only difference really is that they're presenting this in for, inside a secret court with a FISA judge and testifying to the judge that this information is verified.
0: So really what it's going to come down to, we got about two, three minutes left here, uh, Woody, is... It's now going to finally, in your opinion, be put up shut up time because all the facts will finally be revealed, and therefore you either start the prosecutions or this country is cooked. It's done.
1: I'll say that it's pretty much the way I think a lot of people are looking at it. And that includes some of my friends. I have some military friends and, uh, you, you know, just different people. And I talk to them and they're extremely frustrated. Uh, As
0: are the listeners. You know, there are a lot uh, of listeners.
1: Yeah. You know, oh, oh, got yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but they it, get, it, get it. Yeah. And so hopefully, you know, this is just this Bucket Five is not everything. This is just the opening salvo. But this will be if he puts this out. This will really show how the information and what they used against Trump was actually just concocted. Just literally. This uh, I mentioned Nellie and Bruce Orr. Bruce Orr is uh, the wife is the husband of Nellie Orr, who was a contractor. Bruce used to be Bruce Orr. I don't believe he's he's got a job still somewhere at the FBI, but it's like in a closet now. I think and. Uh, Nellie was his wife, and, she, and I got involved with her because of some ham radio stuff, and I started looking into her because it didn't make sense, and um, we're not going to go into that. And, uh, but now we pretty much understand how she used it. And Nellie, it looks like – I'm just guessing, but for everything that I've been able to get from people I talk to and read is that Nellie actually wrote the Steele memo. It wasn't hmm. Christopher Steele. Nellie wrote it, and it got passed to Steele. There's a whole thing that people also have to understand. This did not come about mainly because of Trump and started at Trump. This goes back to 2012 and Obama starting all of this process to control the elections and everything. This thing with Trump appears to be it was done as a cover-up to keep them finding out about what they had done before the election starting in 2012.
0: And and when you look at. Look at all. Look at all the facts. Trump's heading over to see the Queen of England. (laughs) We really do have a situation now where it looks like MI6, the intelligence service, international intelligence service of the British government, literally was involved in a war-type scenario against the American people, against the United States government. They had basically been engaging in an attempted coup d'état against the american people and this is basically mi6 directly
1: and we're hoping bucket five is going to have that information and hopefully the appearances is that he is going to either release it before he goes he's also going to visit teresa may who which will be more included in but that's maybe one reason why she quit because uh, the head of mi6 as soon as trump was elected quit resigned and uh th- almost that day so we'll see we're hoping and trump's probably going to use that with some leverage be- either before or after maybe he talks to prime minister may uh but it does look like and it's not just them there was the five eyes we won't go with those are we have an agreement with certain other companies countries uh the other country uh could be australia was involved Uh, with their intelligence people, so we will find out. We're all hoping it gets there, uh, and that will open the gates, and the Kraken will be released, and hopefully something will
0: happen. And what you're putting forward is the idea that Trump is already looking like he's starting to call people out on the streets in subliminal-style messaging, and that is everybody get out to the July 4th. Uh, gathering at the White House.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, July 4th, I think, may be a big deal coming forward because that's going to be, uh, they really are doing everything in their power from what I've read to keep this from happening. They're putting up all kinds of blocks to try to keep this gathering from happening. That Trump. Everybody,
0: do. as they say, bring your yellow vest as they sign the protest. Woody, we're out of time. Thanks so much for sharing that quick Insight on what is actually happening in all the intrigue within the deep states. Thanks so much.
1: You're welcome, Dennis. Have a good night. Alright,
0: all right. good night. Thanks again. Oh,
1: good morning. Everybody, <laughs>
0: it's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Briser from the Graham Hart show with Briser is coming up next. He's got an exclusive story about what's been happening. With heart. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. We'll get the cat report in after the break in the OIBA moment. So, Bryzer, hang tight. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's The Patch Inside the I Live. Time. Good Thursday afternoon, everybody. I'm just really, really starting to get going. Starting to get going. Is that the right way to say that? Just starting to get going. You know, I had the little drinking bout there. You know, I was just, it's so hot here, guys, really. And so I'm out on the balcony today. I started really relaxing about four o'clock. Drinking by six, finished about ten. Went, I don't know, by like eleven o'clock. I laid down, and they, I told the girls, wake me up at like twelve o'clock. I got out of off the floor because I'm right in front of the the, the swamp cooler, and I'm like, yeah, it's, I got to get out of here, man. I got to get back and do the show. But uh, my throat just was like sleeping, so it's starting to just wake up. And uh yeah, but yeah, just starting to get my voice going, everybody. All right, we're gonna do real quick, a real quick cat report. Just wanna say it's listener, sponsor, and supported radio. It does really rely upon your donations, guys, at the network side. Again, keep the network in mind, send some donations, send some shekels to the network because really they need it. Just wanna say to everybody that's been sending donations, we got something from LB. You know who you are, LB. Uh, $50 last week uh, came in, a donation for Inside the Eye Live. Uh, We actually have fixed now the catastrophic hard drive here. So I'm much more relaxed because all the software is working now on the production laptop. I had the thing mirrored and had it put together. It took a day and a half or so to get it all done. But, guys, that's your donations at work. It was a $280 that's right. $280 repair job. We put in a gigabit SSD drive on this thing, and it is just screaming now. I'm loving this laptop again. I just got to get now the, the touchscreen fixed. We're going to be fine. So guys, that money, that's yours. I mean, you guys who donate to the show, that comes from you. And so I want to thank you guys equally. We're still doing very, very well. I haven't withdrawn that money yet. I'm going to withdraw it to a credit card. That was kind of a big hit. So guys, we have it in the bank. Don't worry. Uh, next month is bill pay month. So Keep us in mind, everybody, for next month for donations. And with that, we want to kind of keep this moving along. So let's start now with uh, the cat report. And I'm sure I can get this popped Wake up.
1: Get up. The hope stream.
0: The hope stream. The first stop. What do you think? I should add a lady co host to this. it's hey. nice If you got someone you can pay on. Just be careful to use lady co-hosts. <laughs> you
1: know
0: what I need to do? I need to fly to Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like,
0: yes, yeah, that edge you into know, the bog. Just put a big air of edge here. From you. You and I ought to do a show together, the Grand Fetcher Show. <laughs> Let's change it from fetch, because I don't want to overshadow you. So if I go to fetch, it's like, who's Fetcher? Wake up, get off the folks train, the folks train. <laughs> the next stop is reading a diary. A is, <laughs> is
2: this live? <laughs> Actually, yes, it is. <laughs> Don't
0: listening, listening back to this part. You know, maybe maybe Grism is going to cut this part out. He's <laughs> going apt- to cut it out. This wasn't right. I know that you were going to. This. Uh, anyway, um, yes. Because it's time for the ITEL Primetime Cat Report, sponsored by Graham Hart and the Graham Hart Show with Bryzer which streams live every Monday on Cornwall Revolution Radio at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern, and by Graham Hart's song, The Hoax Train, The Hoax Train, hoax hoax Train, where a little historical humor triggers the hoaxters and anti-semi-hunters like. To listen to The Graham Hart Show, visit grism.blogspot.com before showtime for all the listen live and chapter three. All right, everybody. Uh, that is Hoax Train and Hoax Train. we got Bryzer coming on from the Graham Hart with Bryzer show, which normally broadcasts every Monday at, I think, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern uh, on grism.blogspot.com, which is Cornwall Revolution Radio. You can catch it on the sidebar over there, uh, again, every Monday. But uh, we have an exclusive story about uh, what happened to Graham Hart regarding that song you just heard. He was actually... Uh, taken into custody, arrested. We've got an exclusive coming from Briser. Uh I've talked to Graham after this event has already happened. So we're going to be bringing in Briser r- real short to talk about just what really transpired with Graham Hart dealing with being arrested for putting that song out. Yes, he was arrested for that song, believe it or not. Uh, not making light of it, but yes, he was arrested. Okay, I'm making a little light of it. Uh not that I should, right? But, anyways, the Kaito cat report, not, we just got to keep it moving. Uh, the cats are here. <laughs> That's all I got to say. You know, the white one, Pressy, uh, she's just a darling. And we think we found who the owner was. It's kind of a shame that that owner does not take this cat back. But the owner came to my house. And what happened was this cat didn't even recognize the owner, didn't even go over and say hi, didn't do nothing, did nothing. So basically, Pressy, everywhere I go for the most part, not right now, it's just so darn hot. But generally, everywhere I go, Pressy follows me, man. She loves me to death. Like, I don't know what the heck's going on with this one, but she's very, very pregnant. And that's a concern because we are thinking of shutting down Jordan middle of August. And I don't know how I'm going to take her if she's got a litter. So we're kind of concerned about that. Meanwhile, uh the two new ones, uh, of course, that's Spikers and uh, Ming Ming they are absolute best of friends now guys they just play all day long I swear Ming Ming is still a, a kitten kitten and she just refuses to allow bright uh, not briser br- not bruiser uh, spikers <laughs> to have any rest she just loves to play and it was kind of funny because spikers is not a fighter in spite of his name. And uh, today we heard him screaming outside. He was cornered by a pretty big cat hiding underneath uh, a ledge somewhere. And we had to come out and rescue him. He ain't like his dad. It just wasn't a great thing. Uh, So anyways, poor Spikers, you know, we found him up in the tree. Like, I mean, my goodness, 40 feet up. It's like, dude, get down. What are you doing up there? Get down. Come on. He's probably just running away from another cat knowing him. So that's the I Tell Cat Report. Not a whole lot to report there because we got to keep the show moving here. And now we're going to move on over to the other commercial segment. And that is... Uh... Oy vey. Oy it's like another show.
1: How did it run by you? It's don't like it. Very goddamn angry at some of the Jews. Ah, I thrive
2: on Boy Oy Tears. Oy vey, everybody. Oy vey.
0: The Oive Moment is proudly sponsored by Andrew Carrington Hitchcock, author of the Synagogue of Satan, updated, expanded, and uncensored. The Synagogue of Satan, updated, expanded, and uncensored, features a rapturous 144,000 words that is replete with additional articles never before seen in print, And After having its distribution banned by Amazon and Lulu, The Synagogue of Satan, updated, expanded, and uncensored, is now available from Andy himself at andrewcarringtonhitchcock.com. Get your copy today, won't you? Of course... Don't forget to listen to Andy's The Andrew Carrington Hitchcock Show, which streams Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock a.m. to 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern on Eurofolk Radio at eurofolkradio.com. To listen, simply visit eurofolkradio.com during showtime and click on the Listen Live link or visit andrewcarringtonhitchcock.com for Andy's free show archives, which comprises one of the most extensive guest lists In the alternative media. And be sure to check out Fetch on Fridays. That's right. Fetch on Fridays. Tomorrow, I think 11 o'clock Eastern on Eurofolk Radio. And by the way, all of you listening on Eurofolk Radio, thanks for listening. We are simulcasting right now on Eurofolk Radio and a few other places that I don't necessarily all know about. But thank you so much for listening. All right. This week's Oive moment is coming to us from Lebanon. It's actually being reported by a German newspaper. And as you know, there's been a meeting with Pompeo, and that's uh, CIA Director Pompeo, I believe. And he was there to discuss maritime border issues between the Israelis and Lebanon. And there's a guy there by the name of Nabe Berry, and he's a very powerful. Guy, He's the Speaker of the Lebanese Parliament. That's kind of like uh, Pelosi in their terms. And he actually tried to make a joke. And he was asked by newspaper Al Jumoria about his recent discussion of the issue with visiting U.S. Congressman Elliot Engel. And of course, he's, he's Chinese, right? Barry explained Israel's position on the maritime border as fueled by the supposedly Jewish obsession with money and wealth. And said, Barry, someone once – this is actually being reported, guys. I wouldn't even use this type of trope. But nonetheless, it's being reported, so I'm going to report it because it's a, it's a great oive. Some Said, Barry, someone was once asked, how can you recognize a Jew? The answer was, it's simple. If you are a pregnant woman, get close to her and toss a piece of gold next to her or at her feet. If the fetus jumps out of his mother's womb and grabs the gold, you know that he is a Jew. You know, I wouldn't even use that type of joke, guys, but that is actually actually the Speaker of the House of Lebanon using that. And as you can imagine, uh, that wasn't going to settle too well. So, you know, Jews who did catch this, they've been all over this. And the paper quoted an unnamed U.S. official describing Barry as Iran's man in Lebanon, said the anonymous U.S. official. He is Hezbollah's main line of political support. U.S. economic targeting and sanctions will increase until Barry goes or changes, which is unlikely. As long as Barry remains in power, the country will suffer. So there you have it again. Brand America being ruled over by Jewish interest and Jewish interests alone. And all that joke aside, which is kind of I wouldn't even use that type of joke, guys. I really wouldn't. But nonetheless, as you can see, folks, there are people out there that don't shy away from saying things that kind of hint at the stereotype of Jews. And with all due respect, it's an oy moment, man. All right. Uh, let me try to get uh, Mr. Breiser on the line here. And uh, uh, it's going out now. Breiser's probably like going to get a beer or something, you know, probably. I don't know. It's calling, though. I didn't tell him. I didn't warn him. I just kind of said, I'll kind of call you. All right. He's now joined. I see this. Wow. This new Skype. I'm slowly (laughs) learning how to work the darn thing. Breisner, everybody, from the Graham Hart Show with Breiser, our new – thank you, Breiser. I'm sure you had all the input on that, and you you were probably the decision maker for sponsoring the Cat Reports. I want to thank you for that. Oh,
2: really? Well, Dennis, I mean, whatever I can do, man, whatever I can do.
0: Hey, and congratulations on the upgrade, man! You got yourself a nice microphone, and you're sounding yeah. like super now.
2: Yeah, it's good. We 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 upgraded. We upgraded on Cornwall Revolution Radio, and it's all sounding good. And you're sounding great, which is great, dear.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, regarding Hook's Train, which is of course played before uh, the Cat Report. Now,
2: mm-hmm. I, I love it. that, Dennis. I have to say, I love that. That was brilliant. That was a great little intro there. That was fantastic. Well, thanks. Yeah,
0: and it kind of gets the yeah it gets the fun out and, and but hoax train has been in the news over in the UK especially in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so much sure about Ireland, but it's kind of news in your town. Well, and that's I know. Because, it, yeah, yeah that's because Graham Hart was arrested last week due to this song, Hoax Train. Uh, Can you fill us in the day time and all that, just kind of what happened to get this thing started? And we'll think of something to ask as you get along.
2: Okay. well, it actually was this day last week, Dennis. Uh, So it's not quite breaking news because Graham wanted to kind of keep it kind of, uh, you know, uh, he didn't want to say too much about it. He wanted he needed time to think because it was a very uh, it was a shock to the system. I think he knew this could happen. But it happened uh, out, of, out of the blue. Okay, and um, so at four pm uh, Cornwall time, I should I could say UK time, but the same Cornwall time, four pm, uh, eight uh, uniformed officers arrived at his door uh, with a wa- with a warrant and um, basically took him away, and then they also. Uh, took away his computer, his mobile phone, um, and, and certain items of the, uh, that he had in the house. And,
0: and Briser, they took him away for this right here, isn't it?
2: Well, he yeah, well, was...
1: Wake up! Get off the folk
0: stream!
2: The stream! The first stop! Yeah, well, that was definitely part of it, but also the, the radio show as well. Ah! Okay. Okay. Yeah, and um, so they Graham. I have to say, he did extremely well under the circumstances, as you know, Graham. You know, as he said on these shows, he, he had, he's on he's on medication, and uh, which he needs to take every you know few hours, whatever. And uh, so they arrived at his door anyway, and they, and they took him away. But now, what he did say was. Um, I'm neither assisting nor resisting, so he didn't move, and they had to actually nearly um, carry him to the to the police car. Okay, <laughs> and put him in the back seat. Okay, because yeah, he refused. He said to even
0: get into the car. He said, "Yeah, you no." Know, he's basically saying,
2: "Yeah, I, I'm neither assisting nor." Uh, assisting. Yeah, exactly.
0: And so they which is which is
2: a great thing to say because. You know, yeah, you're, they always say, oh, you're resisting arrest. No, I'm not. I'm just not no, assisting. No, no. I'm just not assisting, right? So they brought him down to the station. And, um, okay, what I, I'll tell you, you just give you the timeline, right? Last Thursday, I got a phone call. I, I noticed my phone, like, and it was, um, the phone went off, and I, I see it. it was Graham calling me. And I, I said, that's strange why Graham would be calling me on the phone because normally he'd just leave me a message on Skype or something like that if he needed to contact me. So this, I thought this must be kind of urgent. So I picked up, but it wasn't Graham. It was his wife, his dear wife, lovely wife who I met. And uh, I said, uh, "How are you? How are you keeping?" You know, I, I don't want to give her a name out, um, but yeah. I just said, oh, "Are you okay? Or what's going?" On? And she just said to me, um, "He's been taken. He's been kidnapped. Basically, you know what I mean." and she says, I can't say any more but I'll try and contact you later and I said oh, then I, it obviously clicked with me because again, I wasn't expecting this and I was like, you know, oh yeah, you know what I mean okay, alright, yeah. Like, oh, yeah so um, I said, okay, fine uh, I'll, I'll try and call you later, okay and uh, just stay calm and all that and so that was the end of that and uh, I called back later on about 10 o'clock at night and I asked, uh, what's the latest. And he was still down at the station, but, uh, they were hopefully hoped that he would get out by about midnight, uh, but they weren't sure. And, uh, but she would call me later and he says, um, what time are you going to bed at? And I said, listen, don't worry. I leave the phone on, call me, whatever. Okay. So I got a phone call at one o'clock in the morning. It was Graham. He was released, uh, Without any charges. Now he was kind of hyper, okay. He, not well, not hyper. You could tell the excited. There, there was a, an adrenaline rush there, okay. He was trying to come down from that, and he was blabbing on, and he was. And I was trying to pin him down, but he, he. And I said, "Listen, Graham, let's talk about this in a day or two when you calm down a bit." And he says, "Yeah, okay." So I would have told him that if we've had a drink or two, man. Come on. Yeah. Well, he. Yeah. He. He. he 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 did, you yeah, know. I think he did do that, but he just uh, he needed time, and I didn't want to push him on stuff. And he was because I when I know what this is like, right? uh, <clears throat> Dennis. Like in a, in a in a court situation, which I've been in before, <clears throat> it is very stressful. It really is. It's very very stressful, and even if you have all the facts and you know what you're doing, um, you're you're being you're, you know you're just being pummeled from every side, you know. And you gotta imagine what Graham was like without his medications. He was weak. And that's what I was worried about, that he could they could try and break him. Now I'd spoke to him and one thing he told me he says that the the, the police officers they they treated him well. They didn't they didn't abuse him or anything. They didn't do anything like that. But they tried to wear him down a bit. Okay. Okay. So they questioned him for eight hours basically, or six to eight hours. I think there was a break of about an hour in between. They didn't offer him any food. They, uh, I think a glass of water maybe was offered at some point. Um, so he was, uh, you know, he was in a bad way. And then when they, when they put him into a cell, they said, well, we have to take your shoes off and your, your trousers and your belt and all that type of, stuff. and again, Graham says, I'm neither assisting nor resisting. So basically the guy had to take off Graham's shoes, lift his leg to take off shoe guys, on, on the right yeah, foot. Guys,
0: can you imagine a police officer getting down on his hands and knees to untie yeah. your shoe
2: and take your shoes off? Because yeah, yeah and, they, and they had to t- they had w- to take his exactly, and they had to take his trousers off and give him some kind of a um, some kind of jogging pants or something to wear. Uh, which, you know, I yeah. got, I know guys in North Hollywood that would just love that part.
0: Yeah. You know, hey, you got this police officer taking off your trousers. You go to Hollywood, man, that's like that's like prime stuff. You know, maybe we're going to get all of Hollywood to move to your part of town and become Mm -hmm. anti-Semites.
2: So um, he uh, he didn't give his name. Okay, they asked for his name and he kept he kept asking this question. Are you addressing me? And he says, well, well, who else are you addressing me? Is this a civil or criminal matter? And it's a very powerful question, that, folks. And we've talked about this in our show before. Because uh, there's two types of law, okay? There's civil law and there's criminal law. Civil law has to do with contracts. So if you're in a breach of a contract, you know, you can be taken to court or whatever. Criminal law, as we know, is if you've caused harm or loss to somebody. And the police officer said it's criminal. And Graham asked the question, well, who is the injured party? And the police officer said, well, it's Cornwall Anti Semitism Watch. And Graham said, uh, well, that's a dead entity. That's a dead entity. It doesn't exist. And uh, how can something like uh, that make a complaint? Can't. You know? Correct. And uh, yeah. it's correct. And um, the police officers were stumped. They didn't know how to answer that one. And uh, so then they tried to ask Graham about his political opinions, um, what his opinion on World War Two and Adolf Hitler and all this type of stuff. And Graham kind of, he did give them a bit of a history lesson. I have to give him that. He did. I wouldn't have done that myself. I would have just said nothing, you know. But he he decided to. These guys need a history lesson. So. He gave them a little bit of a history lesson, and they shut up. I said, but this is all offensive. This is offensive. And, he, and you know, Graham says, well, the government of this country offends me every single day of my life, and I don't come down running to you, do I? And again, they were stumped. Everything he said, Graham was absolutely brilliant at what he did. He never gave an inch, and he kept pushing it back, asking questions. They were trying to get him to make a statement, and all he was doing was asking questions back at them, and they could not answer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he said, well... Uh, well, uh, let's hold that thought.
0: We got Graham uh, basically asking a lot of questions, and we are going to go into a break, Bryzer. You know how it works here. So everybody, it's The Fetch, inside the Prime Primetime with Bryzer from the Graham Hart Show with Bryzer. And discussing Graham Hart's arrest a week ago today, for basically doing the radio and also having a song called "Hoax Train," guys. It's a lot of you know we take light of it, but it's it's serious. I'm telling you guys come along, so we'll have more about this, and when we return back with more, welcome back. Yeah, I hope we're still live. Uh, it's the Fetch, Inside the Eye Live, primetime. Again, it's Thursday, May the 30th, for those on the archives, uh, 2019. Our hosts are not our host, our guest. Maybe I should just turn it over. Our <laughs> guest, Bryzer, from the Graham Hart Show with Bryzer, speaking about uh, Graham Hart's recent arrest for both yeah. his long hoax train and some of his apparently his radioactivity. Uh, Bryzer, you still there?
2: I'm here, uh, Dennis. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'll do. Right, um, Graham told me uh, the warrant, the warrant that he got. Okay, now you got to remember, he was he was uh, you know in a state of shock when he got this, and he didn't really look at it properly. And this is what happens. Uh, in fact, he reckons that it was a, uh, this warrant was not a, a proper lawful warrant because it looked like a, there wasn't a proper signature. And this is what this is what happens a lot, and I know this from. People who are, are facing know, ev- evictions here in Ireland, whatever you what, If
0: you have, in my opinion, man, if you have police come in, kidnap you essentially, t- steal your stuff, and they don't even have a proper warrant, this is basically hmm. kidnapping.
2: They yeah, well, don't have I mean. yeah, the right it's, it's, to do
0: it. It's yeah, kidnapping it's, and theft. It is. They yeah. have no right to even come to the house. They have a right to come to the house. They can ask for tea, some crumpets, or whatever it is. They, yeah. they, they eat over there. But you can't go steal everybody and kidnap
2: somebody from their house. Oh, well, exactly. So I'll just give you a kind of a brief uh, <clears throat> what was in this uh, warrant. It says, uh, we're seeking evidence in the form of correspondence between the suspect, Graham, and others, as in us, me, you, Dennis, and others, Perpetrating the same anti-Semitic views, evidence in the form of anti-Semitic recordings, radio shows, anti-Semitic posters on uh, social media, and lyrics relating to the production of the music video Hoax Train. Now, they spelt Hoax Train uh, with a capital H, H H-O-A-X, and then a capital T for train. Now, if you look at a video, it's all in lowercase. So they got that wrong. In addition to specific items and any other correspondence or material of insulting or inflammatory nature, which purport the same anti-Semitic views and opinions. And Graham was telling me that they got the word Semitic spelled wrong. Uh, It was S-M-I-T. They couldn't even spell right, uh, Dennis.
0: Yeah. You know, I've only been arrested once, and I remember Mm -hmm. going to the station and they were filling out the report and they were talking about how they got into my place and I'm like dude it's rot W-R-O-U-G-H-T iron yeah. you know and it's like he looks at me and he says wow you're
2: pretty smart what are you doing here <laughs> I'm like you're pretty stupid what are you doing here yeah so this is supposed to be an official court document and uh, they can't even uh, spell right you know so Graham has, uh, certainly has something on that warrant because it's very suspect so they dragged him out. And, um, so I said he was, he was held from about four o'clock in the afternoon to about midnight. He was questioned for about five or six hours. He got a break. They didn't allow his, to him to take his medications before he left. Uh, when he went to the cell, they, they gave him a break. He had to go to the cell where, you know, where they have to lift up his leg to take off his shoe and then have to lift up another leg to take off another shoe and lift up his leg again to take down his trousers. And then lift up his legs again to put on a pair of uh, some kind of jogging pants. I'm not exactly sure what they gave him, but and um, and then uh, while he was in the cell, he got quite sick, quite violently sick. Okay, uh, obviously it was, this was the adrenaline rush, and he but he got it together, right, uh, Dennis? He got it together. He held himself together. Somehow he got some inner resolve. Somehow. All the stuff we've been talking about for a long time, it all came out. He did not give in. He kept asking this question, is this a civil or criminal matter? And they could not answer that. They kept saying, oh, it's criminal. And and he said, I don't recognize them. I don't know who they are. Show me the injured party. And they could not do it. And they really did not know what to do with Graham. And they tried to wear him down. They asked, by the way, Graham, uh, sorry, Dennis, they asked about you. They asked about me. They also asked about other uh, guests, which I won't name, that we've had on our shows before. Okay? They, again, asked uh, Graham about his political uh, opinions. Oh, and. So, what did they ask about me, man? I, well, just a- uh, they just said, uh, wh- wh- who do you know about Dennis Fecho and, and he just went, no comment. Really? He just said, no comment. What did he ask about me? No comment. And, and the others, no comment he, he's not, you know, I'm not going to tell you <laughs> that's interesting yeah, he just, no, no, I'm not he just didn't give in, he just said no I'm not, you know and then they accused him of hate speech and offensive material, you know offensive material mm-hmm. on the internet and it said, you know, Graham said, well he's offended every day by all the, the bullshit that's going on in this country all the time and around the western world, he gets offended by it but he doesn't go running to the cops Now, it's funny as well, Dennis, because the night before that, Graham was at a uh, kind of like a town hall meeting where uh, a lot of residents in the town where he lives in are are complaining about the crime in his town. Okay, And uh, there was one police officer that was there and he said, yeah, sorry, folks, you know, we're really trying our best. We're overstretched. The budgets are tight. You know, we're under resourced, blah, blah, blah. So we're trying to do our best to, to to sort this problem out. But yet eight police officers arrive at Graham Hart's door the next day. Now, what does that say? What does that say? Well,
0: I got some drums. Try to talk for another three minutes while the drums go by. <laughs> by the way, I just want to fill you guys in here real quick. Uh, it's, of course, the month. So you can probably hear that, right? It's the month of Ramadan, and for oh, yeah. these this type of people, it's very like uh, nostalgic to have a drummer going down the road to wake you up the hour before you're supposed to get up to eat the final meal before you have to fast for the day. So mm-hmm. it's basically that's what they're doing right now. So this is a big festive thing for them. But for me, it's yeah. just a just drums outside my window. Yeah. Uh, where were we now?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, oh, you know, eight, 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 about eight, about eight police officers
0: arrive the police. at his door. Graham, and, and, Graham actually discussed this with the police, didn't he? He he had a discussion. Yeah, he did.
2: He had a discussion about this. So how can you do this? And you know, he said he was a, you know, this is offensive. This is anti-Semitic. All this stuff. He says, you yeah, know, I'm not, I'm not out there. I don't hate anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody. Graham is a peaceful man. Uh, he's well respected in his community. Everyone likes him, not just in his community, but all around Cornwall because of his music. He's well known. His music is played well, well. Was played at the local um, rugby club at halftime, you know, and whatever, just to get the crowd going, yeah. And a, a local councillor by the name of Tim, Tim Dwelly decided, well, that's not good. You know, you've got an anti-Semite now singing those songs, so that has to stop. So uh, you know. And I tell you, he's got a, um, he's got a lot of support down there, uh, Dennis, you know, people are kind of going, oh, this is not on, you know. So, um, this is, I think is going to backfire big time. And the thing is, as I said, the police have really got nothing on him. And I would really like to say to the police, and I'm sure they're listening in tonight. I'm sure they are. I would say to you, please listen to me. Please. We will really, we, you know, I, we know we've got a job to do. Okay? I know you've got, you know, wife and family and mortgage and all the rest of it, right? But seriously, think about this. It's we, the people, who pay your wages, okay? And we pay your wages to protect us from criminality and corruption. Yeah, and and I- you're allowing corruption and criminality to go on and allowing our borders to be opened and, and allowing everybody to come in. And, and Graham is just saying... I don't agree with this, okay? I don't agree with this. And then when he's done his own, you know, Graham's done his research and looks who's behind all of this, okay? And then he has a guy called Tim Dwelly who's now coming after him and calling him an evil, vile, racist. That could be considered hate speech, wouldn't it, Dennis? It is hate. See, the point here is that everyone needs to
0: understand, and if they're listening, okay, get this through your heads, guys. I've been dealing with the Jewish community for 20 years out of Los Angeles. I've known how they can't stand certain people. The The real hatred they display towards people. When they use the term anti-Semite, they're basically declaring that you are an enemy of the Jewish people. Within the Jewish community, this means that anybody who wants to go ahead and do anything to you, it's okay to harm you. They can they can beat you with a bat. They can bash your face in. They can destroy your job. They can take you out of your community because they view you as an enemy of the Jewish people. The whole point of using the anti-Semite slur, everybody, is specifically to heap hatred and dehumanize the target person that that Jew does not want to have to face and deal with the questions. We are not quote unquote anti-Semites other than the fact that Jews make it out to be that we have political views. We have political interests. If they are counter to Jewish interests, who the heck are Jews to come into our countries and tell us how to run our governments and what, who, how we should be jailing our people for what, It is absurd. It is tyrannical. The fact of the matter is, who's been harmed here? Exactly. The people of Cornwall have been harmed. Because the people of Cornwall can no longer hear their anthem. Because one little punk thug who claims to be of some group called Cornwall Anti-Semitism Watch. What the heck is that? Oh, like our whole life revolves around Jews. Are you guys kidding me? Get this through your heads, guys. We are a a civilization now that used to be a billion people strong plus. We used to have 33% of the world or the global population. We are now down to 8%. Do you hear Jews saying, oh, we got to do something to help the white man? No. No. All you hear is that we need to clamp down on everything in Western civilization. Yet they've been conducting this genocide on us for hundreds of years, and they admit it get educated it's not what jews say it is what is happening out there and get educated because exactly. quite frankly all of our families are kind of are going down this road including the police force and they just i don't know what the heck that's, uh,
2: well that's what i'm saying I, I appeal to police force because i'm sure there's good men in there okay good men and women in there okay well i'm sure too I actually i am sure yeah. too
0: have a lot of great
2: and 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 and, you know they went into it as a good career but also to you know protect the the community which they take an oath they take an oath to protect and serve the community so that's what you know put them on their oath who who are you representing here you represent the people or just a certain little minority of people who think they're special so you know The people who think they're special think that you can't say this and you can't say that. So when we kind of say, well, actually, I can. And then they come back at you and say, well, that's hate speech. Well, sorry. No. No. (laughs) This is where we draw the line. No means freaking no.
0: It's like, whatever, dude. Now let's deal with the issues. See, that's the whole thing. And, And Graham, we, or not Graham Breiser, we know this. We, you know, we discuss privately and, of course, we do it on air. The whole point to this and we knew and the funny thing is is we knew there was a chance that graham was going to have some problems everybody yeah knew. We, we kind of knew the uk is out of control it is a it's an occupied country right now by jewish israeli elites they're making can you imagine if we in the west guys made it a law that says if you go out in public wearing anything jewish this is regarded as supremacist and a hate crime and we will arrest you mm-hmm. because that's yeah. what they're doing to
2: us oh, if you wear this you, you know you're you're guilty of a hate crime
0: well, what's yeah. that
2: what is exactly. that yeah and then they I mean, accused him of being racist because of his you know talking about blacks and muslims coming into the country and he says i'm concerned he says i've got my grandchildren to think about what kind of a country they're going to grow up in What's wrong with that? What's what's hateful about that? He says, you know, I was born in in, in a Christian culture here, okay? And uh, you and I were being uh, hateful towards Christians, aren't you? And again, they stopped. They They didn't know how to answer any of his questions. This is why I would say, Dennis, I am so proud of Graham Hart, and he has done us all proud. He stood up under very, very difficult circumstances, okay? Taken out of his... Out of his his home, dragged down to a police station and questioned for an eight or nine hours. Over a song, st- he stood up. He stood up. He dug his heels in, and he wouldn't give in. And I say, "Well done, Graham Hart. Well bloody done, man. We're proud of you. We're freaking proud of you." Uh,
0: I don't know. I just want a drink, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Now it's not. I mean, he was released without charge. I have to say that he was released without charge. Okay, pending further investigation. So as I said, they've seized his computers and his phone and all of that. So they're going to be trawling through all of that. And again, I'd say to the police officers listening tonight: Really, is that how you 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 In you charge. work to to feed your family to to go through somebody's private stuff?
0: Well, it's embarrassing. I mean, again, we are looking at something that is basically. For us Americans, I I regard this as something when I was seven, eight years old on the schoolyard and some little little baby out there didn't like what somebody said and goes running to the teacher. Oh, Mr. Johnny said, little Johnny said this about me. And then, you know, you got to deal with this stupid little punk little kid. But everybody knows it's a punk little kid and you just let it go because we're dealing with children here. This is the mentality, Brizer, of basically a toddler. We are yes. we are we are basically taking toddlers and giving elevating them to adulthood. What are we doing, dude? If you, if you can't handle a song that's actually factually correct, go do your homework, everybody. What is <laughs> in hoax train is factually correct. Yeah, well he got, it, know, he got it. He got
2: it from Google. Is like Google anti-Semitic? That's it's where he got all the images from.
0: How could it be anti-Semitic if it's factually correct? No, no. The fact of the matter is, is that the the hoax, it's not what Jews purported it to be. And no amount of criminality is going to change reality, folks. You can criminalize it all you want. It's not going to change reality. It's a hoax. And and imagine being in the police force and you're being told you got to do something to one of your fellow citizens because of a lying culture in your midst. Guys, why don't you go arrest every single Jew in your community under the expulsion order of 1266 or whatever it was? It's never been rescinded. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you exactly. really do that? Well, Those you know, wars?
2: something actually, uh, Dennis, he brought that up in the interrogation. He actually brought that up, and again, they couldn't answer. Now, yeah. I'll just tell you other things that were taken from his house uh, Thomas Goodrich's uh, book, uh, Summer of Hate, uh, that was yeah, taken. This is a
0: historical book.
2: Yeah, about- uh, also, now listen to this one, Dennis, it gets better. Graham had a Free Palestine t shirt, and he had a Palestinian flag. Also, a beer coaster uh, that his father got when he was in Germany, which had some German language and some German kind of uh, symbolism, you know, runic stuff on on the uh, on the coaster. It's basically, a German. Taking, yeah. Uh, and uh, so, wearing a Palestinian T-shirt now is anti-Semitic. But, but if you look at Tim Dwelly's, uh, you know, anti-Cornwall, uh, sorry, anti-Cornwall, anti-semit, sorry, um, anti-Semitism watch. Cornwall anti-Semitism watch, right? If you go on Facebook and uh, he's going after anybody who is pro-Palestinian, exactly. And the thing and about now, Graham was exactly. the thing. This is the thing about Dennis this is important. Was that Graham? This is how he got into this because he was always very pro-Palestinian. He saw the injustice going on, there, were innocent people being mown down by these lunatics in Israel. Okay. Yeah, true. And he, true. he 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 jumped on that, and then he kind of followed on from there to where he is now. You know, so now they're trying to say that if you have a Palestinian T-shirt, you're anti-Semite. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, this has is gone insane. beyond a joke. It is insane. Yeah. So,
0: you know, yeah, they just put here the expulsion order of 1290 is still the law of the land. So, again, every single Jew inside of the UK should be arrested should tomorrow be and be expelled that's the truth if you want to be a real police officer and follow the law here mm-hmm. those who are making these anti-semitic laws mm-hmm. let's be honest they're not even supposed to be there to make any law yeah and and obviously the it's not just the uk i mean jews have been expelled by some estimates over a thousand times and it's because of things like this and I, and i don't know what the jewish community is thinking because you cannot live with a bunch of toddlers screaming like a bunch of crybabies, and then adults are having to deal with these freaking morons because that's what's happening here. Yeah, We're having to deal with a bunch of toddler, tyrannical little punks who can't deal with anything. Dudes, Mm -hmm. the the world does not revolve around you Jews. Seriously, Mm -hmm. it doesn't. Yep. But you're forcing us to deal with you day in and day out. When you come on, you're arresting people for a song. You're yep. asking people, guys. In my in America, man, we know the Jewish angle in America. Too many of us do know. Mm-hmm. We know. Everybody in the Middle East knows. I yep. have to deal with it all the time, guys. Those of you who don't understand, I deal with this issue. Almost daily with locals here in the Middle East, people who have been thrown out of their homes by the Jewish people, people who have had their children shot and killed by the Jewish people, people who have had their their entire lives disrupted by the Jewish people. And I got to deal with it because my country is so far in bed with the Israelis that fetch what's going on with you in the Americans And Why I like this says, come on, guys, you know, my point of view. I don't support any of this. Mm-hmm. and yet they want to no you cannot you can try to criminalize it go ahead but now you're asking for blowback because you're going to reach a critical mass where people say enough is enough and we're actually trying to prevent that from ever happening and mm-hmm. it's time for Jews to just back off Briser, but they don't want to yeah. do that
2: yeah well Graham asked what said you know uh, th- this is the law some kind of law and there was no law because there is no hate speech law right but what Graham says, no man-made law becomes uh, comes between me and my creator. And he's correct. Man-made law is, 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 is you know, it's, it's, it's fabricated. It doesn't mean anything. It's the law of the creator, God, whoever you want to call it, okay? And he just stood his ground. And, by the way, when I said that he wasn't offered any food, at the end, when he was leaving they offered him a cup of coffee and some biscuits or, as in America, you call them cookies. OK. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So while they put him through eight hours of, you know, uh, well, I, I put it this way, Dennis, he did tell me that they did treat him respectfully. They didn't try and bully him or or do anything like that. They were, you know, they were nice to him and all the rest. Of it, but they, 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 they did interrogate him, though.
0: Yeah, but when I was talking to Graham, I was like, Graham, what can they talk for eight hours for? I mean, it's a stupid song. Yeah, I mean, wow. not stupid, but you know what I mean? It's a song. Yeah. What can you hold
2: them for eight hours for? Yeah, but Dennis, that's to me. This guy has earned a day's wages by interrogating Graham Hart. I mean, how ridiculous is that? When there is murderers and thieves and burglars and rapists and everything running around the place. And they send eight cops to his door so to bring it, him down. Lot,
0: it, you know, if you're a cop, you're like, hey, it's a lot safer if I just interrogate you. Yeah, this. but that's the
2: thing, that's what I'm trying to put this appeal out to these policemen down there in Cornwall, Devon and Cornwall Police. Please listen to this. Look look what you're what you're doing here. You're going after a man who's well respected in his community. He's well known, everybody likes him, he's a likable guy. He wouldn't harm a fly. He has no hatred towards anybody. It doesn't matter how color skin you are, he doesn't
0: and care. If you, and if you and, and I'll add, and if you guys haven't figured it out, the one that really hates here is Timothy Dwelly. Yeah. This he, guy is going after people so viciously. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You're destroying the cultural. I mean, this guy's going after Cornwall culture at this stage, because if you have a song that's played for 15, 20 years at a at a sporting venue and is beloved by the fans. Who is Tim Dwelly? Seriously, to, well, who, yeah,
2: well, he's to, a kind of a he's a uh, he's a failed Labour councillor, from what I heard. He, he left the Labour Party because he was bullied. Well, boo hoo hoo! No, he wasn't bullied. He is a bully, and yeah, well, just now, now what I'm saying it's turned now he's a bully, and he's coming after people who are allegedly anti Semites in Cornwall,
1: yeah, and he's reckoning he,
2: that he could, he might get votes because of this. Really, I mean. How many Jews are in Cornwall? A couple of hundred, maybe? A thousand? maybe. There should be many.
0: Again, if the police were actually doing their job, they'd all be arrested tomorrow.
2: Mm. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that's, yeah, well, going back to the old law, yeah. Well, law is law. Yeah. You know, law I mean, uh, you know, I mean, Dennis, I have, I have no issue with Jews. You know, I I, I don't actually know any Jews. To be I know honest, two men. But, I know too many. So, well, yeah, you know, I, yeah, but I do. I've heard stories from other people, right? And from what I heard, they're they're not particularly nice, uh, unless you get unless you agree with them. Yeah, right? yeah, like whatever. Yeah, but but um, and then they'll just take you and yeah, yeah, you're right. But if you kind of just say, well, what about the poor Palestinians? And then suddenly, anti semite. Sorry, no, hold on, hold on. Killing innocent people, women and children in the back. Sorry, that's murder. That's that's hatred. That's real friggin' hatred right there. Mm. And that's what we're dealing with, the state of Israel. And we 6, know what 000. they're doing.
0: Snipers have shot over 6,000 Palestinians over the past few years. People
2: need education.
0: Uh, Bryzer, thanks so much for coming in, sharing the story. We are officially yeah. out of time. I
2: just it? want to say before we go, uh, uh, Dennis, that uh, Graham asked me specifically to come on your show to put this out because he's great respect for you. And uh, we wanted to put this out for everybody. We will be hopefully back on show, online again on the radio. We're trying to look at the other um, ways of putting it out. I think we've got a bit of a backup team there. so. And we are out, We're out of time. time. Backup. Live radio and it
0: rolls. We're out of time, everybody. Okay. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Inside the live prime time. See you Thursday, Saturday. Good night.